It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Al Horford with the rebound, throws it up in the air, and the Boston Celtics will go to the NBA Finals. They complete a wire-to-wire victory on Miami's home court. That is uh, good news for Boston Celtics fans. They withstood a comeback, a late comeback from uh, Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat uh, yesterday in uh, the United States, of course, and now will face uh, the Golden State Warriors uh, in the grand final of the NBA for the coveted rings. Uh, And uh, at this stage, you would assume that the Golden State Warriors might be slight favourites going into it, but uh, the Celtics have a very, very good squad this year. So to talk about that, plus our own local sales NBL this morning, we have Andrew Mulligan, the one, the only uh, Andrew Mulligan. Mulls, good morning to you, sir. Uh, The Miami Heat close at home uh, and the Celtics just holding on. Yeah, it was a real game. Good morning, Smithy. It was a real game of momentum runs. And it it came to the point where I felt as though Miami might just have it in them. And Jimmy Butler, their their all-star, who has been playing at a level that has been unbelievable, and he's obviously been carrying injuries because partway through the series against the Boston Celtics, they're wrapped up. He honestly... He looked cocked. Like, he looked absolutely exhausted. He played every single minute, um, every single second of Game 7 yesterday. It came a point where, with about 20 seconds to go, 15 seconds to go, he had the ball, he had Al Horford, the centre of the Celtics, on his heels, no help defence coming to Al Horford's, Al Horford's protection at all. And Jimmy... He was so gassed, he just pulled up for a three. And there's been much debate as to whether or not that was the right decision. But only Jimmy Butler will know how exhausted he felt. And that was probably uh, the series being dusted right there. That three would have put them up one and felt it's cool. Who knows what would have happened in the ensuing play after that. But it, it got to the point where that series, for a series that was just full of blowout wins, massive, massive runs within games, like, I'm talking like... 30 to 40 point swings in games uh, during that series. It was kind of a dull blowout series. For it to come down to that last shot, uh, it's testament to how cool Game 7s are in sport. And the NBA always seems to deliver. I know your producer, Logan, will always uh, say the NHL's got some pretty cool Game 7s as well. But Game 7s are, are something to behold in the, in the professional leagues in America, like that in Major League Baseball as well, and the NHL. Well, speaking of Game 7s, it was the second Game 7 win for Boston Celtics in the playoffs this far. What has been the factor that's got them over the line? Uh, undoubtedly, it's been their defence. Uh, they have been uh, superb in the new year. Around about January 23rd, there's a stat that's just been bandied around since then. That was their make-or-break point of the season. They were languishing 
on the cusp of the playoffs. I think they're on the eighth spot, trying to um, avoid dropping out of the playoff play-in tournament altogether. Um, they just sort of had a moment as a squad, as a team, where I think they, they lost to the Wizards. They were blown out by the Washington Wizards, um, who were pretty average, to be honest, this season. And they lost, uh, they lost uh, to a buzzer beater against the New York Knicks in New York. And from that point on, uh, it just clicked. I think they won 26 of their last 32 regular season games. Uh, they didn't care where they sat in the Eastern Conference when it came down to seedings. They beat not only the Heat, but they beat the Nets, and then they beat the Bucks. Um, those, those three teams are the three teams that have eliminated them from the Eastern Conference for the last three years as well. They were basically on a revenge tour of the Eastern Conference. That's how it was painted on social media over the last 24 hours since the series wrapped up. And uh, they've got some match fitness. They've got some match form heading into the Golden State Warriors NBA Finals matchup, which will be in four to say the least. I look forward to this. I look forward to the individual matchups in it. Um, Golden State, I think, probably will be because I've sort of had a bit of a breather here. Um, they might be a slightly fresher going into game one of the series, uh, Mull. Uh, but one of the influences coming back into their side that I think has been a little bit underestimated is Clay Thompson back uh, towards his peak. And the Clay Thompson three-point play is adding so much to the Warriors, I think, this time around. Yeah, Clay Thompson, he has been um, a success story for the Warriors. They have been hanging on, waiting for his return. Um, last two years have been uh, terrible for Clay Thompson, personally, just with those injuries he suffered. Back-to-back injuries, setbacks as well. Uh, they've managed to get him back out on the floor. It's definitely not the Clay Thompson of old. You know, he's on the wrong side of 30. He's missed two full years of NBA basketball. He's finding his shot. Um, his defense isn't as elite as it once was, and it may never be, Smithy. He may have to forego the defensive intensity if he still wants to be an elite scorer, an elite shooter alongside Steph Curry. But he has been, um, he's been the secret weapon, uh, probably more so uh, Andrew Wiggins, the Canadian, who they attained in a, dra- in, a, in a trade a couple of seasons ago for D'Angelo Russell, and they have turned him into um, an elite defender as well. He has been shooting the lights out. He's been um, incredible in the conference finals. And he is going to be um, a real handful for Boston um, just having the matchup because it just gives them a little bit of length. They obviously don't have Kevin Durant like they did uh, when he left after 2019 NBA finals, losing those ones to the Raptors. But they've got a little bit of length and a little bit of size in Andrew Wiggins. And if they can get Andre Godala back as well, Smithy, uh, a true veteran, mm-hmm. They've been managing his injury, and he can, if he can come back, that just adds a little bit of defensive punch. Six foot seven, really savvy, really smart defender. He comes off the bench, and maybe Gary Payton the second, his injured wrist might be ready. Um, then they've just got a little bit more steel off their bench defensively, and that could cause the Celtics a problem. Do you think this is about the, the Golden State Warriors three-pointers against the, the Celtics getting closer into the paint of the series or not? Yeah, I do. You know what it's going to be? It's always like this with every series. It's about adjustments. And the way that the Miami Heat guarded the Celtics, especially in that fourth quarter, it was just let someone else beat us, but it's not going to be Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown. Every time those two guys touched the ball, there was at least two defenders in the area. There was the first defender and then there was this help shading ever so closer. As soon as they touched the ball, no matter where they were on the floor, 
and they let Marcus Smart, um, their point guard, who is the defensive player of the year, but offensively he's just um, a little crazy. He overstates his um, <laughs> offensive capabilities, probably like most NBA players, to be honest. But that, that was the ploy, and that is the ploy to beat the Celtics because they've got two great wing scorers in Brown and Tatum. And the, and mm. the uh, Golden State Warriors are just a, a savvy defensive club. They really... They're elite defensively. Even Steph Curry's a really good defender. He's not elite, but he's still a very smart basketball player. Draymond Green is an amazing defender. And I just I can't wait to see what they throw at each other, how these two are going to go hammer and tongs. I think it's going to go seven. I really do hope it goes seven because the NBA Finals mm. truly deserve these two clubs um, to, to slug it out on the offensive end and the defensive end. Right. Uh, can we come a little bit more local uh, now, Mull? Um, talk about the Sal's NBL, which, of course, you were heavily involved uh, commentating on uh, and looking at as well. Uh, the Auckland Tuatara uh, sit top of the ladder with a 5-1 record. And Nuggets and the Bayhawks uh, right behind them on five wins, uh, but uh, have played more games. So how, how are we looking at uh, in terms of the Tuatara? Tuatara look, uh, looked really, really below par on... Uh, on Saturday night against the Franklin Bulls, mainly because the Bulls were excellent. They really took it to them. It was a battle of the 9 It's a rivalry in this level of basketball in New Zealand we haven't seen in a long time. Um, that you know, Two clubs relatively close together geographically have gone at each other. Um, and Franklin, unfortunately, just didn't have enough firepower. Rumour was it Chris Johnson, who is supremely gifted at this level, I mean, he's in his mid to late 30s, but he is unbelievable to watch. He's so fun, but he was um, under the weather, getting into the game. He wasn't himself. He only made one shot. He averages like 20 points and over 10 rebounds a game, probably closer to 14 rebounds, to be honest. Uh, And that really closed the margin. Um, I'm sure that Chris Johnson will be a lot healthier for round six. And I, I feel as though it's the Tuatara season because they've added Dan Fortu, um, a promising young Kiwi player who's come out of St. Mary's College in NCAA Division One. He has put on some muscle. He's added to his frame. He's Isaac Fortu's younger brother. Um, and he's also got a sister who plays for the Tall Ferns as well. It's a great basketball family. He looks like he's about to find his legs in the NBL. They really are going to need their bench to step up if they want to win this championship. But it's more about, Smitty, like we can talk about the Hawks and the Tuatara, but it's almost, who are the four teams who are going to miss out? Because six make the playoffs this year, not the four straight semi-finals at six out of the ten. Four teams are going to have to miss out. And the Saints only just got their first win against the Jets on the weekend, so they're like one and four, which is amazing for a, a club that has sustained success in the NBL for 41 years. You talked about uh, the Saints. Yep, they picked up, picked up. Yeah, they picked up the first uh, uh, win against uh, the winless Manawa Two Jets at the weekend, ninety-seven eighty-eight. Um, are you hearing anything about uh, Xavier Cooks, the Sydney Kingstar, joining the Saints? Certainly, he is supposed to be winging his way over. Uh, I heard this week. I'm not sure if he's touched down in Wellington or not. But then again. We'll find out if the NBA is going to become uh, a, a stop for him before he even gets to play for the Saints. He may only play a handful of games, if at all, because as soon as the NBA Finals finish in a couple of weeks, they're into Vegas summer camp, um, summer league, training camps. He's a, a gifted player, uh, and the Saints may have to um, swallow a bitter pill that he may not not play a whole lot for them, if at all, which would be um, a bit of a blow. Um, they'll have to probably have a few options up their sleeves. I doubt they will. 
but yeah, I was, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens and how that unfolds over the coming weeks for the Saints. Good result for Taranaki at home, uh, beating the Otago Nuggets, who had found a real roll on. 96 83, uh, Javante Douglas shooting 19 of his 26 points in the fourth quarter. Great result for Trent Adam. Yeah, Trent Adam, um, he coached, uh, coached up a storm uh, through three quarters. And then Javante Douglas said, Coach, I got this. Uh, I was uh, lucky enough to have the call with that with the Casey Frank. The Otago Nuggets had been blowing teams out in their five wins after losing the first two by 18 points. Had come off a great win against the Southland Sharks to begin round five for their little road trip. And they just sort of ran out of gas. They looked sluggish. They looked like uh, they weren't getting the calls. Todd Withers looked distracted by the fact he wasn't getting any contact called on him. And uh, it was really a game that Javante Douglas has stamped his mark on the fourth quarter, and that really was the difference. The Nuggets ne- never really got going, and, and it was uh, all credit to Trent Adam and his imports. No Marcel Jones yet, the third import, who's a double-double machine, proven at the NBL level. He's been for the he's been a proven player for the years over over many years, and uh, that's just one of the teams, Smitty. That it's like, well, they were on the outside of the six. They're now fighting for that spot. Six, fifth, fourth, they can make a run as well. Someone's going to have to miss out who are already in the six. And we're not even, what, we're like a third of the way through the season. Uh, it's, it's the interest in it. I, I don't know if it's the, the way they've designed the competition this year, Marla, or, uh, or the structure of it or the exposure it's getting. Uh, we're getting to know uh, players better, um, you know, imported players better. It just seems to have started in a really positive fashion, the whole concept. Yeah, it has. And it's been a bit of a masterstroke, and it helps, obviously, with the broadcaster as well, with Sky saying, hey, look, we'll, we'll chuck a couple of more playoff games in there, which I, I think it makes sense, because when you have a start that was delayed by COVID, and then you have the first couple of rounds where imports aren't necessarily available, whether they come from the US or other leagues or Australia, which are still having their disrupted COVID uh, by COVID season, um, coming to a, a climax and a finish in April as well. Then you get them arriving from round three onwards and making an impact. I think it's a good way to say, hey, you might have had a slow start when you look at Manawa 2, you look at the Saints especially. Now you can get your roll on with your imports and see what you can do. And I think that's a fair reflection of the talent level and the attraction that they have to guys who want to come here and say, hey, look, this is what I did for the Canary Rams. This is on my resume. This is what I can do. This can be a launching pad or a continuation and extension for some of the more veteran players that come here. Uh, interesting to see that the Giants weren't quite as effective over the weekend uh, by losing Trey Morning, particularly against the Bay Hawks. Yeah, and that's another problem. Like, you lose your main guy, you let me a main import, and life suddenly becomes very, very difficult uh, in the NBL. And you hope that, uh, that Trey Morning... Uh, is back and fully fit for the Nelson Giants in the not-too-distant future because that can also, um, uh, you know, really uh, scupper your great plans to make the playoffs again. Nelson Giants, a proud club, great fan base, um, proven performers, and they've got a great rookie in Trey Morning, son of Alonzo Morning, who was a great Miami Heat player and uh, is Mm. in the front office there at the Miami Heat. All right, let's look at uh, what's coming up this weekend, Mal. I imagine you know, you're on the road somewhere commentating. The Tuatara hit the road themselves uh, against the Bay Hawks. Uh, what do you make of that matchup? Well, that matchup really is. Um, it could easily be a, a, a final preview, and this will be the one where 
I know as a commentator, if I'm fortunate enough to be caught in the final, I would be checking this box score to see what happened in round six between these two teams, especially if they're fully fit as well. Um, yeah, that's going to be that's a real highlight for me for the uh, for the call. I get the call as well, which I'm really happy about. Ram Saints on Friday night, Smithy as well. I don't know if you've got that in your notes, but that's also going to be another tough one for the Saints after getting that first win for the over the Jets on Sunday afternoon. Can they pick one up over the Rams? That's a tough game. And the other one of interest to us particularly is uh, we've got a vested interest, of course, in the Otago Nuggets uh, against the Giants, prime time, live on Prime and Sky Sport. Oh, man. I love what the Nuggets starting five looks like. I mean, yeah, sure, they it didn't go to plan in the Naki. Um, but my goodness, that starting five. Man, SCNZ must have some cash, guys. Sins must have cash. Like, your guy, you, you, yeah. you must have yeah. cash. Like, I love it. Like, if you can afford those three imports and Ian Smith, and not to mention Israel Dag, and then you got Beaver and Kirsty Stanwyck. I did this with flush with cash, Smitty. It's amazing. Only because you turned us down, Mole, and that meant we could employ another <laughs> five people. I'm surprised that he didn't outbid. The England Cricket Board with Baz. <laughs> well, uh, well, he had a go. I think he probably had a go, Archie. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> hey, uh, if I was to if I was to uh, to have uh, a little wager on likely MVP NBA Finals, am I going Steph Curry or Jason Tatum? Wow, that is a great question. For mine, they are the two obviously leading leading candidates. I haven't checked the odds. I imagine they're they're probably one and one A in the options. Um, I, I'm going to lean, and the bookies have the Golden State Warriors as preseason uh, pre NBA Finals favourites. And I think because Steph Curry, he's never won a Finals MVP award, which is crazy when you think about it. But he's never won one. Mm. Andre Iguodala won it in 2015. And then it was Kevin Durant for the ones he won there. But Steph Curry is due. Uh, Clay Thompson's a little bit off. And apart from, I don't see Draymond Green winning it. I don't see Andrew Wiggins winning it. It's Steph Curry's to lose, uh, in my mind. But Jason Tatum, um, I found like Jason Tatum, he goes missing a little bit. I think Steph Curry's built for these moments. He's proven it in the NBA Finals before. It doesn't matter that he hasn't won an NBA Finals MVP. Like, the great joke is that Andre Iguodala won the NBA Finals MVP in 2015 because he held um, LeBron James to 31 points a game. <laughs> but when you look at it, yeah. I would go Steph Curry. Okay, Steph Curry says uh, Mull. The, uh, the very expensive Andrew Mulligan uh, has been joining yeah. us this morning uh, on SENZ, and we are ever so grateful for it, Mull. Crowd goes wild. Are you involved tonight, or you, um, what's what's on? Anything lined up tonight? What's what's McConey up to tonight? I've got no idea what the mad genius, the mad scientist, is doing in his laboratory. But um, no doubt, no doubt. When I uh, when I turn up to work, we're on Thursday nights now and Monday nights. So on Thursday night, what McConey has will no doubt be absolute gold. I'm sure it will be. Mal, thank you very much for your time this morning, as always, uh, with your uh, your knowledge of the basketball. Helps us out greatly. Thanks, mate. Have a great week. You too, Smitty. Thank you. Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.